Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. It's Allie Valentin here. I'm here to let you know that this week, Chris has a special podcast episode to share with you. This conversation you are about to hear came from a recent live Q&A session on his social media accounts. I hope you enjoy it. We are live. Here we are. Here we are. Well, Chris, how are you? Well, I'm good. Are you good? I have the same challenges, but a different attitude. Yeah? As yep. in, like, you have the same challenges as normal? Same challenges. I don't know if they're normal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just want to be totally honest. I don't know if they're normal, but I have a lot of challenges. But <laughs> you I, have a few. I asked the Lord to change my circumstances, and I think He's changing me. That's good. Yeah, that's so a word. I think it's That'll good. preach. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, he's actually already preached on it. it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Kind of funny. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice. We had a Monday off for Martin Luther New, King. Newlyweds. Yeah, are we still newlyweds though? Like. It's been two years. I it's feel been like two years already? Over two years, yeah. Right. I don't know. Is that still considered a newlywed? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Put your comments in the <laughs> Oh my goodness. New well, love. New love. New love. New you love. know, love exactly. grows every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It gets is. better and better. <laughs> there it is. There. That's the goal. Exactly. Well, I see people are tuning in from everywhere. Norway, Florida, Man. Cincinnati, Ohio. Isn't it Cincinnati, Ohio, that there's a there's Bethel? Oh no, Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Cleveland. Where there is a Bethel in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's Steve Witt. He's amazing. Is that the pastor? Yeah. That's great. Well, you guys, today we are answering. Well, you're answering questions. We're answering. <laughs> we're kind of together on this the topic of faith. So, yeah. if you have questions while we are live today, you can type them in the comment section and we'll do our best to get to them. I preached on faith again this week. You did. Yeah. Faith is the name of the game. Currently. <laughs> it's the name huh? of the game. <laughs> you need a little bit of faith. Yeah. Okay. Shall we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. How this, this question, I feel like we get in so many different ways. So it must be lots of people have this question, but they've asked, how does one keep the faith when promises are deferred? You know, it seems like, how do you keep the hope when promises are deferred? feels like the similar vein. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's kind of the, um, you know, First Peter talks about us having various trials. James 1 talks about consider all joy when you encounter various trials. I think, yeah. you know, the, I, I, and then uh, Jesus said, talked about, uh, well, 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 the one I remember is actually Paul and Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, this is the work of they asked, they asked him, how do you do the works of God? And he said, this is the work that you believe. Hmm. So I think that faith is a battle, a battle you fight. Mm-hmm. It's work that you do. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just a passive. I don't think we can be passive about it. Right. It's like loving your spouse. Like If you're passive about your your relationship with uh, your spouse, you, you're not going to have a great marriage. Yeah. And if you're passive about your faith towards God, you're not going to. You're not going to have, metaphorically, you're not going to have a great marriage. So right. I think it's a fight. And I think that when the worst thing that happens in a, in a defeat is that we begin to be a victim and defeated. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, we, we had our matriarch here, Benny, pass after we prayed for her for, yeah. gosh, nearly two years. Yeah. And, you know, and I think she's in heaven, so she's, you know, she's having a party. Mm-hmm. And the I think the greatest challenge that we have is obviously the recovery of yeah, in the morning. The grief. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like I prayed, we all prayed, thousands of people prayed, and she still passed. And, you know, it, it, uh, it actually, it kind of, it can get under your shield of faith it can get past your shield mm. of faith if you let it and pretty soon you kind of have this thing this internal uh covenant that you make with yourself where you say well i never i'll never believe like that again yeah uh, and maybe you don't say it out loud but it becomes kind of the way you live like and, and as you get older you know you have more victories but you also have defeats yeah and i think this is the challenge with you know where acts 2 says in the last days um old men will dream dreams again. Mm-hmm. I think it is the spirit of that of the age. No, what I'm trying to say is, mm-hmm. as you get older, yeah. you tend to have more things you remember that didn't work out the way you think. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can make it your job to kind of tone it down. Like, mm-hmm. be careful, you know, I wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket. And mm. uh, in fact, you know, faith is about putting all your eggs in the basket, you know? Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned as you get older, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the Bible tells us to be childlike Mm -hmm. in our faith. That's so good. So it's just very interesting how you mentioned that just age even plays. I never thought of that before. Childlikeness is about Mm -hmm. being youth, young in your your faith, Mm -hmm. which means you don't, you know, you're you're believing like a child. You don't have any of that. Well, I prayed for Benny. It didn't happen. I have this situation. And and it's like, this is the fight I'm fighting. Am I going to actually trust God on that level again? Yeah. I think it's a fight. I think it's a I think it's work. I think it's a fight. And I think it's a fight that we that we win, but yeah. it's it is a fight. Yeah, that's really good. Somebody has asked, what's the difference between worked up faith that leaves you exhausted and God-given faith? Mm, I don't know what worked up faith means. I, I think there's a big difference between being um, uh, you know, being um uh, optimistic. Hmm. And I don't. I think optimism that isn't based in God is not faith. Right. There, there are lots of reasons why people are optimistic. For instance, they don't like to look at the problem. Hmm. So they, they don't actually want to feel the pain of some light of the light of some things in life. So they're like, yeah, well, I just kind of say, oh, that'll work out. It'll work out. Yeah. And they're like, they are so full of faith. And it's like, no, faith looks at the problem and still has hope. Hmm. Nehemiah surveys the wall. We did this a few months ago. Yeah surveyed the walls and made a list of all the things that were wrong mm-hmm. and then came to them with hope. If you, you know, if you can't balance your checkbook, look at the problem, be engaged with your child that has, you know, serious issues, you know, stop for the, the, the homeless person. You know, if you, if you can't engage the problem, mm-hmm. you, you don't have faith. You have, op, you have optimism and optimism isn't, I mean, it's better to be optimistic than pessimistic, but optimism that isn't rooted in faith. The optimism that isn't rooted in hope isn't faith. Right. That's really good. Yeah. I will. And then... But and, I, and it's faith in God, not right. faith in me, you know? Exactly. Say, sometimes I think what this person might mean by uh, worked up faith that leaves you exhausted. I think when you have worked up faith that leaves you exhausted, it's because you're, you're working up faith in your own ability, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. that is exhausting to feel like you're like, I have to do this on my own. That it's all, it's me, all about me. It's all about me. I'm just striving. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to build this up when that's not actually where our faith is 
rooted in, or at least lasting faith can be rooted in. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the verse of Mark eleven twenty four, have faith in God. Mm-hmm. So, some uh, versions read, have the faith of God. Yeah. So it's like, I have God's faith. You know, I'm, I'm embracing what he says about the situation. Yeah, that's really good. Somebody has asked, how do you increase your faith? Well, a few things, you know, probably not going to like this answer. One is your faith grows when you put yourself in situations that are over your head Hmm. and you assign yourself to trust God for it. Faith grows when you remind yourself of what he already did, which we call testimonies, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the two, the two things I I look at it this way, you know, I look at what did God say? Testimony. Yeah. What, what, and so what did he already do in my past testimony? And then what did God say about my future prophecy? Mm-hmm. When I line those two up, I draw a line between those. And I, I live in between those, right? I live in what God already did and what God said he'd do. Mm-hmm. So the testimony and prophecy. And I think that when I keep those two things in front of me, mm-hmm. when I keep what God did in my life, in the life of people around me, yeah. alive in me, I remind myself of them. And then I remind myself of what the prophetic words that God gave me personally, privately, through other people, uh, I think that's one of the ways that you build great faith that's is that good. you have to keep in mind what God is, what God is saying and what He did already. Right. Well, and obeying it too. I feel. Yeah. I don't know if you touched on this or if I just had this conversation recently about obedience. Like, and when you're at, when you're obedient, you actually see the fruit of God in your life, which builds your faith. Exactly. You know, so being. It's a, actually the second part of my message, which I didn't preach, so you didn't hear it from me. Oh. But is that faith easier. without works is dead. Yeah. So, you know, works catalyze faith or cat- or faith catalyze works. It's actually right. an ecosystem. Yeah. And then the other thing is we said it on Sunday, but, you know, faith is, is I mean, um, you know, is uh, voice activated. Mm. So Jesus said, if you say to this mountain. Yes. Uh, Paul said in Romans, we believe, therefore we speak. Mm-hmm. So I think that faith is act. Faith is voice activated it's I believe therefore I speak yeah and I think that you know what I shared on Sunday is that you kind of get what you what you talk about and I understand it's not I'm not talking about blab it and grab it but I am saying that the children of Israel grumbled and the outcome they got is what they talked about right well it's like the spirit of life and death is is in your tongue exactly yeah and then Joshua and Caleb they spoke the opposite they didn't just mm-hmm. think it they spoke the opposite and they actually receive the outcome of what they said. Mm-hmm. So I do think that uh, faith is voice activated. Like once you, once the Lord gives you a promise, then you speak it out. You're mm-hmm. like that mountain will be removed. That my son's coming home. My my yeah. marriage will be fixed. And mm-hmm. I'm not making up things. What I, you know, like this is where yeah. it, the movement got weird. Not just making up positive things that I want to believe, right. but I'm like, Lord, what do you say about this? Yeah, that's really and, good. And I and I repeat those things, and I impregnate the cosmos with His Word, and actually, I you know, faith creates alternative realities. It's really good. So that's what we're doing, right? We're creating alternative realities. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. I know it's so good. Our faith is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is kind of a different stream, but Uh-oh. in the same way. We're talking about doubting now? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Somebody asked, um, I'm just wondering if Chris and Kathy were tithing when they had their financial difficulties. 
Do you yes. guys speak into this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we always did more than tithe. Like we 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 have in the you know, well, now we've been married 47 years, but for the first 10 we just tithed, but after that what you know, our giving was 20% or more and, and we tithe. I felt the Lord said to tithe when we were really tight. Mhm. When we didn't have it to give. Mhm. And here's the deal, you know, I think that we're always eating last year's crop. Think about think about you know agricultural age. Yeah. So you know sometimes we tithe and we're like, okay, next day, like where's the money? Right. But I'll say this: like we sowed for twenty years, and we were prosperous, but not financially prosperous. Mm. Like our children prospered, our friendships prospered, our marriage prospered, mm -hmm. but we didn't prosper financially. Yeah. And and then we came here and for the first three years, so three more years, twenty three years, it was really tough. It was tough, really, really, really tough. Yeah. And then we got a prophetic word from a guy named Michael, um his last name starts with an R, I can't remember it right now, but it'll probably come to me. Uh, and he said, This will be the first year that you make a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I never made a hundred thousand dollars. I never made never. Like even when we were in business. If we made that, if we made a hundred thousand dollars, it went right back in our back in our business. So, practically, mm -hmm. and that year uh, in December, someone gave us a big gift, like it was like fifty grand, and it, oh, it's thirty grand. It's thirty grand, and then my wage and Kathy's wage, and then one other thing happened. We were given fifteen grand, and it took us over a hundred. Mm -hmm. And from then on, God's continued to prosper us. Yeah. And what we do, even in our own ministry, is. We give away half of our profits now. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to give away 50%, not of all the revenue, because sometimes you sell a book, you make $2 on it, the book costs 15 or something, you know? Yeah. But so we would give away 50% of that dollar, right? So yeah. our goal is right now is to give away half of, of our uh, of our profits. And, and, you know, so yeah, we've always given. Yeah, I, I would have the same question. Like, you were in a financial problem because you weren't generous. Not only did we give tithes, but we were... You know, we've always, it's just in, it's Kathy and my uh, core value to be generous. Yeah. Well, I think too, when we're, when people are saying, oh, you're in financial difficulty because you didn't tithe, we're trying to make sense of how God mm -hmm. operates. And we just can't see the full picture all the time, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're saying, oh, like my relationships and my kids and my life is prospering. And it took years later to actually see any, you know, to have any fruit of your finances come to prosper but two things come to my mind about that too yeah one is you know generosity is is the foundation of all prosperity but it's yeah. not the only principle mm-hmm and so I had to learn stewardship too huh interesting which is yeah you can give away all your money but it doesn't mean you're gonna get it doesn't mean that you're, you're gonna be prosperous right right it, it, it but you're not gonna be prosperous in the kingdom without without giving right yeah but there's also, there's many other principles in, and I wrote a book called Poverty, Riches, and Wealth, specifically because of our journey. Like yeah. we were great, we were really, we got the generosity part down, mm -hmm. but then you but there's have, more a, there's it. more to it. Now, the, other, the other thing I wanted to point out is that we are incredibly financially prosperous right now. Mm -hmm. Like incredibly. And this is, you know, like uh, Chris Vallotton, Kathy Vallotton Ministries, KV, we call it KV Ministries, nearly doubled this year. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and God's so prospered us, and we've just keep sowing it back, you know, mm -hmm. into people, into ministries, into yeah. 
um, you know, our big thing is the poor in Africa. So, um, you know, so it's like, I feel like we planted a field for 20, 23 years where we were just, we were faithful, you know, as far as generosity, yeah. but it, it didn't actually grow. It didn't actually benefit us a lot until the 24th year. Yeah. And then from then on, it just keeps continuing growing. And yeah. And I'm like, wow, what is this? And the Lord's like, this is a reward for the years that you were faithful, but didn't see anything. Hmm. Powerful. Yeah. It's really, really powerful. Yeah. Okay. Somebody has asked, any suggestions on how to grow in words of knowledge? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's super simple to grow in words of knowledge, but it does come with, you know, a side effect. The only way you grow in anything in the Lord is through practice, through practice. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Paul said to Timothy, practice these things. So I think you grow in words of knowledge by uh, filling an impression, what you think is by the Holy Spirit, and then writing it down, calling it out, you know, mm -hmm. and then seeing, seeing how accurate it is. And then what happens is uh, sometimes you learn a lot. Sometimes you learn more from not getting it right than getting it right, because what you're doing is you're sifting you're sifting all of the sound, the sounds, things yeah. that sound like the voice of the Lord. You're sifting down to the actual realm of, of the voice of the Lord. Hmm. You're learning how to hear the voice of yeah. the Lord. And, and then, you know, as you get more and more accurate, your words of knowledge are getting more accurate. And you're like, oh, that's what the Lord sounds like. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that that's the key to, you know, anything that has to do with prosperity in the Lord. Or mm -hmm. success in the Lord. It's it's all about learning about how to how to know His presence mm -hmm. and how to hear His voice. My sheep know my voice, not the lambs, the sheep. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I love that you said to not just acknowledge that you think you might be receiving a word of knowledge, but that you're doing something. You're writing it yeah. down. You're speaking it out loud. You're calling it forth. You're testing it. You're yeah. practicing. Because I've heard you say this before too. Like sometimes. The, the voice of the Lord, he, he's speaking to you mm -hmm. and you're, you might know it's there, but you're not, you're not acknowledging it. And slowly it just becomes more faint and more faint and yeah. more faint and more faint. So actually not just realizing, oh, this is the Lord's voice, but I'm actually doing something about it. I'm taking note that in this moment, the Lord spoke to me about this thing. I'm writing it down. I'm stewarding his, what he's sharing with me. There's number one way to grow in anything in God, be faithful. Mm -hmm. Like God rewards faithfulness. Uh, mm. well done good and faithful, faithful servant. servant yeah like you know enter into the joy of your master you know uh, the the parable of the talents the parable of the mind is well done good and faithful servant right so faithfulness attracts the favor of god so good and so you know if you're faithful just as you pointed out if you're faithful in in doing you know working on the words of knowledge like trying them working through it mm -hmm. you'll, you'll get more yeah so good so good Okay, um, I had one question over here. We have a bazillion, but there was one I was going after. Um, so would you say you didn't enjoy the other questions? You no. didn't like them? I love all of these questions, okay. but I've lost her. Oh, here it is. Okay, somebody's asked, how do you... Sh oh my goodness. They. I'm going to just... I know it off the top of my mind. They said that they made a statement the other day that everybody is prophetic and someone rebuttaled and so said, no, not everybody is prophetic. And they're wondering what is, what's the truth? Is every, everybody prophetic is not everybody prophetic. 
what would you say to that? Well, first of all, I'd say that people who don't know the Lord aren't necessarily prophetic. Mm. And so we'd eliminate, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, uh, two thirds of the population of the earth. Yeah. And then secondly, I would say that believers, all believers have the potential to be prophetic. Yeah. Because the gift of prophecy lies inside of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that lives inside of us. So you have, and you have full access to the Holy Spirit. Right. So you have full potential to access the Holy Spirit and all of his gifts, which some might believe there's only nine. I actually believe there's hundreds of gifts, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to argue that. But there definitely was at least nine that are listed in 1 right. Corinthians 12 and 14. So I'd say everybody has a full potential. And then Paul said, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and then he goes on to say three verses later, you can all prophesy. You can all prophesy one by one. Mm -hmm. So the, con the connotation and the context there is that you have full access to the Holy Spirit's gifts. Yeah. Especially that you would prophesy. Yeah. So I would say everybody, uh, in fact, uh, you know, Moses said to Joshua, I think it was, who was saw people prophesying, he said, you want me to stop them? And he's, and Moses said, I, I would that all my people would be prophets. Yeah. And of course, there's a difference between being a prophet and the gift of prophecy. But I think the Lord wants every believer to actually know his voice and speak it into other people's lives. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Really powerful. Okay. Last question. Gosh, you still buy something. We got to not goof around so much the first few minutes. I feel like we've done pretty good today. We did we, better. We got, we got through a few. Um, okay, this person's asked, have you ever had a strong nagging desire or dream to pursue a certain calling, but never had a prophetic word for that calling? What do you do with that? I don't want to be self-centered, but I also want to live by faith. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't think prophecy is the only way, only way God directs us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was thinking about this very question this morning, actually. Hmm. I was thinking about... You know, not everything we do is like God, okay, God says, thus it shall be, thus and thus. And we're like, okay, we run out like robots and we're going to do that's the next thing. <laughs> you know, Psalms 37 says God gives us, if you delight yourself in the Lord, it gives you the desire of your hearts. And right. I know that, I know that that could be translated and I see that it is translated many times to some people. It says, well, God gives you your desire, God gives you the desires, like the oh, things you desire is from God. from God. And I'm like, yeah, but... If you look at 1 Corinthians 13, love is uh, is not selfish. Love does not, you know, it's not seeking its own and yeah. on and on. Well, that is first about God before it's about me. Right. So, you know, God wants a friendship in which he we, we want we want to bring about God's desires in the earth. Mm -hmm. But he also gave us the ability to desire, to want, to mm -hmm. hope. Mm -hmm. Like my dog my dog has no desires but to eat, sleep, and bark at the horses. Like he has no, you know, he's he, he doesn't he doesn't build a house. He doesn't he doesn't he's not planning for the future. I, I mean, he's a dog, but I I have the same DNA as God. Mm -hmm. Like I can plan for the future. I can lay a foundation for the, my children's children. I could dream of a home. I could dream of of life and a, a better life. And that capacity is given to us by God mm -hmm. so that God does not have robots. Mm -hmm. God loves free will. We did a whole thing on free will that I thought was powerful a few months ago. 
-hmm. But God put two trees in the garden. God's not ashamed or he's not like, oh, there's those guys thinking again. You know what? They just need to think. Listen, they need to have the mind of Christ in that they have no thought outside of mine. Mm -hmm. And I, I heard people teach that. I'm like, if God wanted to program us to do that, he could have. But he actually enjoys free will. Mm. So I think that it's important that we dream with God and that we realize that God's put the ability to dream in us now for dreaming anti-God stuff. That's a whole other thing. You know, I'm not talking about that <laughs> yeah. at all. You know, or, or I'm, I'm living a selfish life and all I care about is my dreams. I mean, if I don't have dreams about helping other people, if I don't have dreams about about empowering other people. Mm -hmm. If I don't have dreams about sacrificing for other people, yeah. I'm not sure that I'm carrying, not just not the God dreams, I'm not sure I'm carrying God's heart. Right. So I don't have to have dreams just about helping my neighbor, mm -hmm. but if a good amount of my life isn't about helping other people, blessing other people, then I'm not sure that we have the right heart. Right. So, but otherwise, I think it's, I think the Lord loves to give us things that mm -hmm. that we want. Right. You know? Right. And this person asks, like, if it if I don't have a prophetic word about it, but we don't have to base everything off a prophetic word, no. right? No, yeah. I think no, that's I got off track there, right? No, but I think you're right. I think that God gives us wisdom. Mm -hmm. He 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 gives us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. He allows us to to you know, a, a dream with other people. Right, give us wise counsel. Yeah, sometimes, you know, what I do is do something, you know, like I, I really love my wife a lot. I love doing things she wants done. And sometimes, you know, if I say to her, well, the Lord told me to give you this ring. That's beautiful. I know the Lord <laughs> loves me. I'm not sure you do. Because mm -hmm. if everything I give you is like, and the Lord right. told me, yeah. and I did this out of obedience. Well, that's great. But how about you do it out of love? Mm, that's really good. How about yeah. you give me a ring because you want to give me a ring? Right, right. How about you bought me that dress because you want to buy me that dress? Right. Because otherwise, you know, if I'm secure in the love of God, but I'm not secure in your love, hmm. probably I need to know like you that. had that thought. That's like you really thought good. of this great idea. That's really, really good. So I think it's both in hand. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Hey, Wonderful. you need to pray today. Okay. I, I'm dominated at the time. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Jesus, for this time. I just pray that you would bless each and every person mm -hmm. watching this and that will watch this in the future, God. I pray that you mm -hmm. would just increase our faith and be that we would be expectant for the more mm -hmm. of you in our life. As we wake up each day, yeah. and as we go to bed each night, God, would we just be excited for what you have for us. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We're going to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.